Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options, different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, I know that I always start by telling you all how excited, delighted, thrilled I am for my guest of the day, but I have to just tell you, um, my guests that I have today, I am just like getting all the warm, fuzzy feelings looking across the Zoom screen at them. And, um, and I'm just, uh, I had this experience right before we hit record where I was like, oh my God, what is happening? Is this my real life? Is this my actual life? So across the zoom screen from me right now, um, are two of my very, very close friends. Uh, so Alex Terranova and Evan Rose and, Y'all, they are dating and madly in love now. (laughs) Madly. Madly. I'm going to just go ahead and say it. It's like madly deep love. Um, And so today, um, well, actually, hold on. What do I want to say? Yeah, so today we're going to take you through... um, the whole story of the evolution of this relationship. Um, Alex created a contest uh, for a woman to go to Tulum with him. You might have, you might, you might remember Alex from episode 38. And if you have not listened to episode 38, which the title of that was an asshole, an asshole in recovery. um, And you want to get the full juice from this episode. I recommend stopping listening to this, go back, listen to episode 38. And then when you're done with that, come back and listen to this and that will take you full circle. Otherwise, you don't have to listen to episode 38. You can just jump right on this ride that we're going to take you on today. Um, But I wanted to give, for those of you who've been following along, I wanted to give you some context. Um, So let's see. Um, I want to just tell you a little bit about who Evan is and who Alex is, and then we'll like jump into the story. Um, ah, Evan and Alex, how are you doing? How are you feeling? <laughs> so good. This is a, this is an exciting moment. She's in love. She's in love and she doesn't care who knows it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just get more and more annoyed by you every day. Every <laughs> I just deeply love you, Alex. <laughs> all, our, all your our feelings are mutual. Oh, God. Um, okay. So Evan, um, she is a self-worth and dating coach. 
Um, and Alex is a performance coach. Now those titles like, you know, are great, but what you need to know <laughs> about these two um, and the thing that they have in common really, um, which I've been saying all along is that like, they both are super like spiritual, transformed, like just the kinds of people that anytime I have a conversation with them, I know that like, we are just going to go deep and it's going to be raw and real and authentic and no bullshit. And I mean, you know, these are just like, this is how, how it is in my friend group. And the two of them also like, there's like a little bit of like bro in Alex and <laughs> And like, I always saw Evan being with a guy that was like, okay, very transformed, very spiritual and could like go to a party where like, there's like beer pong happening or something and like totally get into it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my type to a T. That's your type, right? And so um, that that's really what I want you to know about these two is that I'm like, I don't know anyone else in the entire world that is like that. So thank God they found each other. <laughs> um, so uh, Alex, do you want to just give everybody a little bit of context for what the uh, what the dating contest was for the Tulum trip in case people don't know, and then we can dive in and start digesting it. Yeah, you want me to share from like the, like without spoiling the what's to come, like from what got like the original start right from there? Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, I'll just, just fill in details if I want, cool. but yeah, so, go for it. So originally the the short version, I, I don't I don't know that I would say I was ever a bro at frat parties. That was totally, I'm more of like a rebellious bro. Right. Um, so frats and beer pong, not my thing, but your, okay. your, your point is, right. Your point is, you know, I would just to give people a context of like who I am, Yeah. you know, I, uh, I, I enjoyed dating for a long time. Um, I've always been like about back and forth, like in a re relationship for years and then find a way out of it either because of them or me have fun being single, repeat this pattern over, 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 over. And, uh, in my thirties, you know, I've had a couple serious relationships. I thought I was going to get married at one point. You were there for that. And ultimately about a year, God, it's like almost two years ago now, because it was beginning of 2020, a really good friend of mine tells, you know, invites me to his wedding. That's going to be in Tulum at the end of the year. And at that point I'm dating a woman who was really relatively new in the relationship. I'm like, you want to go to Tulum with me for this wedding? And she's like, of course. Great. Right. Things start getting booked. It's like a year in advance. But then what happens? COVID happens. Relationship implodes uh, over. Uh, next, I'm, you know, I, I basically, to make the long, long story short, I have a series of relationships over the course of 2020. The wedding gets canceled because of COVID. And we find ourselves in 2021, wedding rescheduled. I've now invited multiple people, three to be exact. And all those relationships haven't worked out. The airline actually went out of business. At this point, I'm like, this thing is cursed. And at this point, I'm also like, maybe I'm just like not good at picking who I should be dating. Like I, I have this awareness of who I want to be with, the kind of woman, but yet I keep finding myself with women who are not that. Mm -hmm. And 
I kind of was feeling a little resigned. And I said in a, in a, in a drunken conversation with my cousin in a bar in Santa Barbara, maybe you should just pick who I go to Tulum with, which ends up turning into five friends getting to decide who six actually, because you became a alternate judge. Right. And, uh, six friends ultimately deciding who I would get to go to Tulum with and this thing going viral online, me throwing up like, Hey, we're looking for a woman to go to with me to Tulum with. Um, it's going to be like a very reciprocal kind of contest. They interview me. I interviewed them. My friends interview them, uh, their friends interview me, but ultimately in the end, my friends get to choose who the quote unquote, quote unquote winner is. And you put, you know, suggested before you were actually even a judge, right? You hadn't even, when this thing got launched and was kind of going viral, you suggested to Evan that she should throw her hat in the ring. Um, yes. Know. Well, and we, we recorded, uh, episode 38. Oh, before then, that. Yeah. Right. Was this before that, Evan? I, I don't remember. I think it was right around then because okay. I got a message, like a text from you saying, I don't ever mentioned my friend Alex to you but I just interviewed him or I'm about to interview him I don't remember we were right around there for yeah. your podcast and he's doing this thing and yeah you're like I really feel there's some possibility here and and encourage me to check him out yeah mm -hmm. totally and which is like you know I gotta say um because I've told this story several times right um I'm like, oh, this is just like my pride and joy here, <laughs> Alex and Evan. But, and, and I've had people ask like, oh, did it never occur to you before to introduce them? And I just like so appreciate that question because it's like, yeah, not really, you know? And, and it wasn't that like, like there were just so many things in the way. I was like, I don't know. Alex is always dating like this person and that person. And like, I don't know, is he even serious? Like, I'm not sure. And, you know, yeah. Like all of this stuff that was sort of in the way. And Evan likes younger guys. And Evan's Alex going to like, you know, have sex with some like young dude. That's, you know, her, she's just having a fun. What? Life. Okay. I thought... <laughs> I thought you were a virgin. You told me in Tulum that um, oh my God. this is, I think you make a great, you, you kind of take a great uh, point here, which is um, all that stuff I said about like the process and the journey. Yeah. We wouldn't have been actually ready to meet a year before or six months before or whatever it was. Like we were doing whatever we were doing. And it's not to say, it's not like in a year we completely evolved more than we already had. We both of us had been doing personal development, therapeutic, like all sorts of like personal growth work, not just around our love life and relationship, but in all, all areas of our life for, you know, for years. And so it wasn't like it was suddenly there was this moment, but it was kind of like we both needed the time that we had to actually have this. And I actually think we needed the experiment. Um, totally. In the sense of, you know, the experiment sounds silly in terms of, of what it is like, Hey, I created a contest online that went viral and friends picked for me. That in itself is like really like surface level. Right. But, I, but the thing that a lot of people have been like, Hey, can you create this for me? Can you just, and the thing that I kind of reflect on having now been through it is 
it was actually really sensitive and and um and and vulnerable and risky and i wasn't even aware of it because we had this idea we were like oh this sounds fun and cute and kind of like a joke but then we like put me out there as this guy who created this thing and that could have gone really bad really fast it could have been like look at this guy and his ego or who does he think he is or I just come off as, you know, douchey and shallow or like try, wh- whatever, right? There's so many ways that this could have gone. Mm-hmm. And I think because I'm surrounded by some really heart-centered, aware people, it didn't go that way. And we got, and I think we got, a, and I think we do got a little bit, I'm going to give a little bit credit to like luck here that it just kind of, it just, you know, I think there's some intention and some direct and directness in our focus and where we're coming from. And even the process of like the applications coming in and these things like me and the judges setting really clear intentions about what we were trying to do here had me be really direct and vulnerable and open and even do things in conversation and connection with with a lot of these women that I, I likely wouldn't have done in the past. And it took out a lot of the women that in a way like women that weren't up for this game and even some that thought they were that would apply and then no showed after the application when they like had it it eliminated a lot of the people that naturally actually based on like conditions of satisfaction or what i was looking for it pulled them out automatically mm-hmm. right that for a lack of wanting to be vulnerable or or, or whatever you know whatever yeah. things are for them well and i I don't even relate to it um, necessarily as luck, you know, maybe there's something to that. But um, for me, there was so much possibility that got created when you, like you said, when you set that intention. And so there was like this, it literally just like an energetic field of possibility. And so that, like, I had never felt that from you before right? This was like, whoa, Alex is getting vulnerable and coming way out with his desire. Holy shit. Like I want to back that, you know? And then it's like, oh, Evan, like one of my closest friends and and like, you know, woman, I have a deep sisterhood with at that, like at that vibrational frequency and, and intention, like, okay. Yeah. I could see this. So I don't know. I don't, I'm curious to hear how it was like the, the impact of just that energy field that you felt on your side, Evan, because certainly, I don't know, there might've been a moment where you were like, why haven't you ever like, yeah, with your friend. I think you said that to me at some point. I did. Well, there were a couple of things. One, like to give context for my side, while that is all being created, right. And Alex and I have no sense of each other, anything. Um, I have set a powerful intention for myself around my dating life to, Mm -hmm. um, like open up to connection in, in any possible opportunity for connection. Right. And specifically to bring more fun and adventure into my dating life. So I had hit this point where I was like, the apps are feeling kind of stale for me. It just isn't feeling right. If there's no like spark there for me, I know that it's not, it's just like time to take break. Um, and it was summertime, things were kind of opening up and I was just choosing to put myself out there in different ways and, and yeah, purposely invite more fun into my dating life. So this 
opportunity comes along, right? And like before even really checking Alex out, before it being personal, I'm just like, oh, this totally aligns with with what I'm creating. Also, right? Adventure. Yeah. Play. Play. It feels really expansive. It feels a little edgy. And um, yeah. And then I checked out his his Instagram. I did a little stalking when you when you recommended him to me, Kaylin. And I was like, you know, <laughs> if it weren't for this contest, I don't know that I immediately would have been like, oh, this this person feels like a fit for me or a possible fit for me, right? right? Mm-hmm. And um, way, way too handsome. That's and I like yeah it, there it, this speaks to like as especially as women we have all these ideas and preferences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah they get in they can, can get in the way in dating yeah totally and and you really especially when you're looking at someone in like either on social media or a dating app right where you're seeing this super one-dimensional version of them um you're getting like uh, seeing one aspect even of their personality, right? So I'm looking at his business Instagram. I am looking at pictures. Like you create this entire story of who someone is and what they're like and what their vibe is. And I had all these ideas. I thought he seemed very serious, right? I'm watching his like motivational Instagram stories. I'm like, I just seem so serious. So serious. So serious. We can't have that. A performance coach. Yeah. Yeah. High achievers. Yeah. Right. all these little all these little stories so it really was the energy of the the contest the experiment whatever we're calling it today that he created Mm -hmm. uh, that's really what drew me in it was more like oh I want to I want to be part of this adventure Mm -hmm. more so than like how could I have known from the get-go what the two of us could really create right yeah Wow. Yeah, that is such, that is something I really want everyone to hear, uh, which is something that I, like Angel and I shared in our episode that we recorded a few weeks ago, like that it's just, it's just the energetic frequency. That's all. That is literally the thing. But as humans, we're like, no, but let's pick this thing apart and this thing and this thing. It's like, no, how do you feel in their energetic field and their presence? Yeah. And like, how do you feel in in their energetic field in in the present? Right. So it was also, I remember that I wanted to get, I wanted to get like 20 steps ahead and be like, well, I don't even know if I should apply for this because what if I get chosen at the end and then I don't really like him or what if right? Like what if, what if I get really into him and excited about him and I don't get chosen and then I get hurt? What if we, I go to Mexico with him and then we realize when we're there that it, right. So, so many times where I wanted to stop myself from even, even taking that initial step to be part of it because I was future tripping. Right. So it was also such a practice in like, what feels resonant right now right? What's the thing that I can do in this moment that actually feels aligned with my intentions and that feels exciting. And then can I just take it moment to moment from there? Yeah. The moment to moment thing. I remember, I mean, so I had a unique perspective into this whole thing because I felt like, you know, I'm on the phone with Alex, you know, 
multiple times a week or every other day, I'm like talking to Evan <laughs> most days, some form of updates. And, um, and so I really got to see this, like what was unfolding um, for each of you. And so I think as we move in, I want to talk a little bit about the, um, like the pre-Tulum uh, experience, you know, and let's see, what do we, what do I, what am I curious about? I think like, um, well, for the, for the listeners, I want to set the context that like, we're not going to get into all the nitty gritty of like what the process was, but for you to know, like there was a process, there were different conversations and sort of like, it was very thoughtful in terms of how Alex and the judges set it up. Like it was set up uh, for both sides to really get a chance to know, like, is this a fit for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd love to hear from both of you, um, like what really stood out to you as some of the biggest learnings uh, in that pre-Tulum process? Pre-Tulum meaning post-contest ending? No, sorry. Oh. In the, during the contest, like the part of the, you know, where it was not clear if you were the winner yet. <laughs> I don't know if it matters for a contest. Or maybe it doesn't matter. For, for listeners that you didn't, you weren't one of the choosing judges. So, right, like you weren't right. involved in that. When you're like, hey, I was talking to both of them. Right, right, right. You, you kind of came in as a special guest judge and, and had some interviews with some other contestants. But right. in the end, you were left out. You found out. Kind yeah, of just, let's be clear. I only say that to point to the fact that like how intentional we did this. Like we had, it was almost like we did blind, right? You, you weren't involved with people that you knew and neither were the other. I even had a point, I thought this was really cool. There was a point where we got down to like the final six or seven people. Mm-hmm. And I had to, ma- I was kind of, even though it was mine and I wasn't, making the choices someone had to manage this and no one was going to do it for free. So I was managing it and then passing it off to the judges. Well, I had all these names of these women and I could see their Instagrams. I could see their applications. And I'd be lying if I would said that I didn't have some like who I thought I wanted to win or like, you know, who I was most intrigued by. And at that early point, some of these early points, I was deciding based on the old metrics that would have me decide who maybe I was like initially most attracted to, which again is also based off like what Evan was talking about, right? These social media cultivated, curated profiles, what people put on their stories, what they decided to put in their applications. And I had people that I was like, you know, and I had a moment where I was like, oh, I have to match up a judge, judges with people. And my initial instinct was, put so-and-so with so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so because then I'll get the people that I want in the finals, right? Like I was like, Ooh, I can manipulate this and no one would know. <laughs> right? but that's like an old, so that's amazing. That, but that's like a relationship pattern in a way. Like how do I manipulate something to get what I want? Mm-hmm. And I saw myself and I, and I quickly grabbed post-its, yellow post-its wrote everybody's name, all the contestants, all the judges, put them, mix them up, put them in two piles and plucked contestant and judge. So it became like totally random. And this wasn't, this to me was actually an act of trust and faith that to let go of the manipulation and the controlling that that hasn't worked for me in trying to like get women and get them to like me and get them to see certain parts of me and, and all this stuff was like, no, just this was 
and the intention I originally set was just adventure and fun, which ironically, right, we found out was like also pretty much Evans. So my vibration that I was putting out there was essentially drawing the like vibration to it. Mm-hmm. And I had these moments along the way, like that was one of the big moments where I had to actually decide, do I trust this thing I created? And the process, or do I manipulate it to try to like win and get what I want? And I even came up again as I was, we were, this, this contest went on for like two months. So I was dating during this contest, like regular women in life. And my therapist at one point said to me, like, I don't, she, my therapist loved this whole thing. She was just all about the experiment, putting myself out there. She also yeah. said she had a fantasy of being a, a therapist on The Bachelor and working with those people. So she said she got to have her experience, which is great. But she said to me at one point, why are you like still dating? And I went, Um, I mean, it's two months, you know, like I'm bored, I wanna meet someone, you know, what if the contest doesn't work out? And she just kind of gently posed, well, that's more of it, right? You're trying to control this thing instead of letting this thing that you created have its moment. And she reflected, like, it just seems like a backdoor. Mm-hmm. That maybe, maybe you like the girl that gets picked in the contest, but you have these other girls on the side that you can like backdoor and like go with them or right. Like there's some version of this. And I had to make a decision, which I'd been seeing some of these people a few times. They were great. Like, like I had to end some of these relationships um, and actually say like, I'm going to be all in on this thing I created like a hundred percent all in no matter what happens. Yeah. I love your therapist. She's great. She's great. If anyone needs a great California therapist recommendation, highly, 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 highly recommend. Yeah. Well, no, I just, um, I love, I didn't realize this whole thing. I'm just like, I'm learning, picking up different parts of the story, you know, which is so fun. And um, yeah, that's what I love about this whole thing is that every, like you, both of you got worked by this thing. (laughs) in just so many like the little tiny moments of like am I gonna try to rig this thing or am I gonna whatever right you just got so worked by the whole thing um Evan do you want to tell us how you got worked yeah well it's so wild I, I haven't heard you share in that particular way Alex and it's so aligned with what I was gonna say which is that I caught myself time and time again where I wanted to manipulate, right? Alex's perception of me, where I wanted to be liked or be chosen or say the right thing, right? So there were so many moments in our conversations, on calls, even in my conversations with the the judges, right? His committee, where there's that part of my brain that was like, you know, the right answer that gets that, you know, that like gets a certain reaction. Outcome. Yeah, the outcome, Mm -hmm. totally. And I really like broke through that pattern and made, and it was such a conscious decision, right? It was like very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable, um, but totally a conscious decision to choose to be authentic, to choose to be honest in those moments, to choose to share the thing about myself or something that I, that I want in the future or, um, right. That like may not have been the answer he wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. that I knew like saying the thing that could have blown it all up. Right. And there were those moments where we were like, where we both literally would sit there and be like, huh? Like, do we think that we can 
work through this. Like, could, could this be aligned or is this going to be the thing that isn't going to work? Right. You know, I like cried on a very early call with him sharing something where I was like, just having all, I I was like, wow, it'd be so sad if this is the thing that ends this. But I also wouldn't regret if it is, because at the end of the day, while yes, fun and adventure was the intention for me, at least it was fun and adventure in service of love and partnership and the thing I really want at the end of this. So it's not (laughs) worth manipulating it to get chosen or to get his validation or whatever, only to end up in connection or in relationship with someone who isn't aligned. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. like, so not what I'm here for. Yeah. Well, and that's another um, piece that I want to call out is because of the intention that both of you had really set the, um, the kinds of conversations that you were having were just, um, it was like, let's just get right down to it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like warp speed. It was like warp speed into like the yeah. darkest, brightest. It was, yeah. it was really like, um, because I, I think I want to distinguish something here, right? There's a difference between like going so fast and like getting wrapped up in like puppy love and not being conscious, you know, and just like totally checking out and being in like a um yeah, just like an inauthentic sort of like uh, lust, you know, that's like different than, and then um, I think the experience that you both had, which was like, okay, like we're here to play a big game <laughs> and there's no reason for us to not just be totally a hundred percent honest and to have all of these conversations. Yeah. So what was it like to just, have real conversations like that so early on, like within meeting each other and not even knowing, are we going to end up going on this trip? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, I feel like I tend to go right there in conversations, even on dates. I have not had many experiences with people where I felt like they could meet me in that spot. Yeah. So like, I've had a lot of experiences where I was really wanting to bring in more vulnerability or depth or honesty. And it didn't actually feel either reciprocated or like safe to do so. Right. Whereas my experience of Alex was like, not only did he meet me there, he challenged me in moments to find a deeper level of, Mm. of truth. And, and he felt so safe And like, this is something I still reflect to him. There's like so much safety and approval for messiness and for like the real stuff and the dark stuff and the things that I'm like, oh, this feels icky to say, or like, this isn't what my conditioning has me think men want. Right. Um, So it just made it really easy Mm -hmm. and and easier than I've ever experienced um, to be in those real conversations. And it's what it's what had me feel so connected to him so early on. Cause you know, we didn't meet, we were, we were talking, connecting for like a month plus before meeting in person. Yeah. Yeah. And like a whole depth of, you know, we were like creating a whole relationship while inside of the context of this. And while there were other people still, and while to your point, we didn't know how it was going to end, but it's like, we, and we also had moments throughout where, um, 
it kind of like ping ponged back and forth between us where one of us would remind us both or would remind the other to stay present because yeah. we would have our fears come up or we would have our, you know, we'd be thinking ahead or. It would, it also, it would, because of where we were and did we, we, sorry, we were in different places, which had different things show up. So, so like what Evan just said, right. I had been in this contest for like, let's say weeks at the point where Evan actually gets involved, right? We, some weeks had gone in then she's involved, but then she's like not thinking about it. She just filled out a thing. Mm -hmm. And then she's involved and maybe where there's like some flirty messages going back and forth. Maybe, maybe there's some flirty messages going back and forth. Maybe, maybe there was some DM sliding. And, um, and then we start talking and, and and the contest is, is moving forward. Right. And, and if we're, she knew this, like I was actually having to have lots of different conversations with lots of different people, which was really actually challenging. It was not a, there was aspects of like your ego that really loves that, but it was also like, I'm trying to create something different here. So I'm trying to be really authentic with all these different people and actually get to know them and see who's could yeah. be a good fit. And the thing that I noticed there were points where like I had already been reminding myself, trust and be present, just be right here, trust and be present. So she comes in and now this is all new and she's kind of freaking out about some things. And I'm like, Hey, we just got to trust and be present. But then like we jump forward, you know, four weeks, she's now like, let's say the winner of this contest. And now it flips. Hmm. Now we're like in something and I'm like, well, we're in something. This is new. Now I'm, you know, worried about something. And then she's like, had just been practicing, Hey, let's slow down and just be present. Um, and so I think that was really cool. The thing that you said before that I really want to say, like how it looks different. I remember relationships so, especially relationships in my thirties, so vividly, clearly, so vividly, clearly, so clearly that when you'd be in those conversations, getting to know someone on those early dates, and they'd say something that does not align for you. And I would just be like, whatever, she's hot, put that aside and never even like come back to it. It wasn't like two dates later, Hey, we should talk about that thing. And the <laughs> difference, and the difference here was like we had moments like that where like there was something that would like trigger. And I remember taking something back to the judges and being like, I don't think she's the one. This thing is like not aligned. And she, and I and I actually shared it with instead of like right, stepping over it and just like, and part of this is pretty great because we had the distance. We couldn't just like hop in bed together and like not make like really conscious choices. Things naturally went slow because we were in the contest. Um that we then got to talk about it and, and actually look at it like right up front. So it wasn't just like, oh, I think this is what she intends or means or, or believes in. And then I get to like put it aside or, or push it out. And then it comes back like a year later when the relationship's serious. But it was actually like a day later, it's like we're talking about it and we're like digging into it and we're sharing fears and concerns, right? The thing that comes up has me be afraid because it triggers things from my past, which then has me actually look at it, right? And take it to therapy and go, hey, I noticed there's this girl in this competition and I don't know if I can be with this thing. And we get to look at it and then I get to bring it to her and look at it. Um, I think that was a massive point of difference in yeah. than the traditional dating model. And I don't think you could, you could do this in a traditional dating model but you'd have to be super present and super aware that you're like willing to hit the pause button when something shows up and look at it like right then, instead of like, I'll look at it like at a more comfortable time. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that one. Ooh, that is so sneaky. <laughs> um, that is, that is, yeah, that's so powerful. And um, just, yeah, the thing I want people to hear is just the power of like just slowing down to be like, okay, we get to talk about this. We get to, and to what Evan said, um, like saying the thing that could like end the relationship, you know, <laughs> risking it all to have it all. Yeah. Yeah. And on the other side of any conversation we've had that for whatever reason has been messy or vulnerable or scary to have, or the thing we didn't want to name or the thing we didn't want the other person to see us in, on the other side of every single one of those connections or every single one of those conversations has been deeper connection for us. Right. So it's like, we know that we talk about that all the time. We teach that. And yet until you're really having that experience where you're like, oh my gosh, there's, there's so much gold. There's like so much magic on the other side of this scary, uncomfortable thing. Um, you know, it's just, we've gotten, or I, you know, I've certainly gotten to like embody that, yeah, that knowing in a deeper way than I have before. It doesn't, I think it's important. It doesn't stop either with each time you conquer it. Mm-hmm. Like right. we, we constantly have moments where we were talking about this the other day. I was like, I have this fear that you're just going to suddenly look at me and be like, oh my God, I got wrapped up in all the excitement and contest and friends and whatever. And like, this isn't, I'm not, this isn't what I want. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. And she's like, probably. That's probably what's going to happen. So you know, and you can prepare yourself for that hard fall. Oh my gosh. But you know, Alex, it is so beautiful. Again, for those of you who listened to the previous episode, um, you know, you know, I've known Alex for like six years. And just the guy that I met six years ago, there's no way in hell he would have said, Hey, I have this fear. Let me share this with you. I mean, it's so generous and so amazing to see a man like you. Oh my God. Just holding my friend, Evan, the way that you're holding her. Yeah. (laughs) Like this is a different, a very different guy. Mm. (laughs) So, um, let's see, I want to get to the Tulum part. Um, for, so we have space for that. We jump right to psychedelics. Okay, not yet, Alex. We will <laughs> okay, we're spoil just, we're just teasing it. We're just teasing the psychedelics. Teasing it. Okay. Um, no, but I want to talk about, uh, I know that you all waited a period of time to have sex. And obviously, I mean, part of that was like, that was just built into the nature of the contest, but then it wasn't like, you know, you asked, you said, okay, great, you're the winner. And then you just immediately had sex. Right. Um, And so I would like to just hear about um, that, like what that experience was like, what you learned um, and, you know, sort of what your, you took away from that. We should probably tell them that like you really wanted to. And I was like, we need to slow down. We need to like do, be intentional. <laughs> so the, and- <laughs> the true thing, which is the opposite of that, is that um, we, uh, where do I want to start with this? Yeah. So because we live in, because he's in San Diego and I'm in LA, 
actually after that first date we had, which was like, you know, right before the contest was, was called, um, after that, in order to see each other, we were visiting each other, right? We were like driving and visiting each other. And something that I expressed to him before he came up to see me the first time, which wasn't even specifically about sex was, um, Hey, I don't want you to stay. I don't want the default to be, I don't want you to stay with me out of like, that's, what's convenient. And that's the default. Oh my gosh. Right. I forgot about this. Everyone needs to hear this. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, listen, we have been so like everything we've, we've talked about in the last however long we've been chatting for, right? Like we've been so committed moment to moment through this whole process uh, to like following what was true, following what was resonant, being really honest, letting things unfold. Right. And so I was like, I don't want to now just be like, okay, we're in this, we're in this relationship, right? Come over, spend the night. We'll have sex, whatever. It felt, it felt like, um, I just really wanted to give myself spaciousness for us to continue exploring and connecting. And I said to him, I said, I want to, I want you to spend the night for the first time when I invite you to, because it feels right, you know, cause we're there. And that was the same thing I felt with sex and something I shared with him early on was like, I like, there was a lot of attraction there. There was chemistry there. There was excitement around it. And I was like, I want to really savor this stage we're in of like exploring this and kissing and, um, right. And just like being with each other and, um, taking any, any pressure or expectation off. I was like, I don't want to make any decisions out of expectation or out of obligation or out of what will keep him interested. Right. Um, I really, and I didn't know what that would look like. I wasn't like 30 days or, or waiting till Tulum or it wasn't, a, it wasn't an arbitrary rule. It was like, let's do what we've been doing this whole time. Stay conscious, be in this moment, like feel for what, what the true thing is um, that wants to be created. And like, well, no, and it'll be so much hotter because we've created some anticipation and some buildup and we've connected more and we're more comfortable together and Right, like what? Why rush? I mean, who doesn't love a little yearning? Who doesn't love a little? Alex doesn't. <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, patience very low with this one. Um, I, I, there's another piece too that you didn't even. When the contest was over, one of the first conversations we had, we were like, "What happens now?" Right? Because we didn't. It was like we knew we were going to Tulum, but there's weeks between. Right. You had like a month, right? We had like, yeah, a month and a half, which is great, right? We got to like, we didn't just get like thrown into, and this was the plan pretty much all along. It wasn't to just like sling me into Tulum with some random woman. It was like both people would feel comfortable. We'd have like the buddings of of something. And, you know, Evan brought in a really like eloquent and I want to say open way. Um, and I say that like really intentionally because it, I didn't feel at all like pushed or threatened or like I had an ultimatum. Like it felt like very, like, like a very earnest and honest question. She was like, okay, so like what happens now with like us and dating? And I was like, I don't know. Right. We're like in this together. And she sort of, she, I don't know if she said, hinted, offered at like that she saw like the opportunity for us to just like be in this together, like Commit. 
Yeah, but it wasn't even, I mean, it was like, uh, let's create the space for us to just be um, just the two of us in this until through Tulum. And there was a default in me that's like, wait, wait what? Hold on, monogamy. That's what we're really talking about. A monogamous about. container. That is monogamous <laughs> container. Um, this, Let's just yes. call it what it is. Yeah. Keep going. Um, and I remember that when she said it, that first default was like, we, I just like, this is like, we've been on one date. What, like, right? That's like where my brain went. Oh and then actually, because, right, we're talking about all this work we've been doing, had that moment in my head where I went, wait, this is still part, you're still in the container you created. You haven't gone to Tulum yet. Yeah. So, that's actually like, like play this experiment out, play this journey. It doesn't have to be an experiment. If someone else is doing right, living some experience, like, but play it all the way out, be all in on this thing that I'm experiencing until it's actually over, which we, we had initially made the agreement that it's like Tulum is the, the thing. Um, and it actually made it really nice because I don't know that I felt like I was in a committed relationship. It wasn't like I was running around trying to like get laid or, you know, like women were tracking me down and I was, you know, it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was suddenly I was like in this thing. It just actually felt like we had direction. Yeah. Oh, we're doing, we're doing this thing together. Cool. Like, I know it's, it's, I think people like direction. We like to feel like we know where we're going. It feels safe. It feels more comfortable, which then allowed, I think both of us to be more vulnerable and like on our first date together, the first day we spent together when I drove up to LA was like not a good experience for either one of us. We had just like, she had won, you know, I, we both were all excited. I came up to LA, I was going to be here for a week so we could go on a lot of dates. And the first day we spent together, we kind of were like going through the motions. Nothing like, bad happened. You're just like, what is happening? Yeah, we were like both out of sorts and like just couldn't. It was, it was, it was like we were both listening to the same radio station before we got into the space together, and then all of a sudden we were listening to totally different frequencies, and the frequencies weren't like like opposing. They just weren't the same frequency, and I remember leaving her house that night and thinking. Like, do I even like her? Does she even like me? This is like not going to work. And then I woke up that morning because we were going to go on like another whole day date the next day. And I drove, my parents live up here. So I drove, like I was staying with them and I drove to her house. And on the drive, I was like so consciously like, re like restart. Like this thing is about adventure and fun. Like let's generate some adventure and fun. So like, that's up to me. Like, it's not like go get her and make it with her. It's like, I'm going to show up and I'm going to bring adventure and fun with me. And we're going to go do day two as if day one didn't happen. And I get there and she's not in the same level of energy as I am. She's pretty much like very quiet and calm and like in her feelings. And she's like, can we talk? Which I think for most men, when you hear that, you're just like... <laughs> Oh my God, here we go. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And she started, you know, she started crying and shared her feelings of like not being attached and connected and just all the way. And she felt literally exactly how I felt the night before. We felt exactly the same. She just had a lot more feelings around it and I had thoughts around it. And we both shared, you know, our fears and our concerns and our feelings in that moment. And then we both kind of just said, like, that's just like, we, like by talking about it, 
all the energy went away. Like all those feelings, all that, like, I don't know if I like them, like it all went away. And we were like suddenly back where we were before that day happened, but like mm. more, more connected. Like it made, it made us better. And then we went and had the best day together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say we've had this, it, it was never like, we've never had that moment again. So like where we felt so disconnected, but yeah. when we were in Tulum, there was a day in Tulum where she was just like, again, sad and emotional. And like, I don't feel connected. Yeah. And we had to kind of do, we kind of like just dropped back in and like, mm-hmm. you know, had to reconnect. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I want Evan to share um, about that because I think this is a this is a spot that women get into often where we're like, oh no, our feelings got hurt or you know something happened. We made it mean something, and now we're in a in an emotional place. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that at least for me, I know my tendency used to be like let me dump my emotions on my partner and make it his problem or his fault, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Which we can imagine how that all, um, how that ended up for me in my relationships. It had men run from me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like, why is another man breaking up with me? I don't understand. and, um, and, you know, obviously a lot has shifted, but I'd, I'd love to hear for you, Evan, um, how you, how you are in those moments and like what happens for you and how you share like through, like from vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the first thing is like, before I bring any feelings to him, um, I, I check in with myself, right? And it's a practice of like noticing what's happening in my body, which really helps me bring it back to like, what am I experiencing right now? Rather than like, what did he do wrong? Or like, you know, like my brain wants to be like, he's making me feel this, right? Which isn't true. Right. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, like, what am I feeling in my body? What's, you know, sometimes it's like, what's the thing underneath this? Like, okay, I'm feeling annoyed or I'm feeling angry. What's underneath this? Oh, I'm like scared of losing him or whatever it is, right? Like the thing that's actually truer and that's more vulnerable um, and that I probably don't want to be seen in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, sometimes I go to him and sometimes it's more that he picks up on, you know, he's like, you seem he's like, what's you seem quiet. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm like, well, I'm not. Um, yeah. And then I really try to share from that place of like, I am feeling right. Like really it's, it's communication one-on-one, but it's like starting with I, right. So I am. And, and usually for me, it's like some version of I'm just in my head or like, I'm creating this story about this thing, or I'm, I, there's this fear that's present for me. Yeah. Um, or sometimes I'm, sometimes I don't even know exactly what it is. And it is just naming what's happening in my body. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just like feeling a little like tight or a little closed or, I'm feeling some sadness. And um, yeah, it's like, I've, I've just really got, it's usually there's not something that I need him to work through with me. Cause it's not even, it's not usually about right. 
the thing. It's not about the thing. It's not about the thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, as soon as I, as soon as I allow him to see me in that spot, and because he's so receptive, you know, I've I've had this experience with people who um it felt like they couldn't then be with those feelings or they wanted to jump in and try to fix or change the feelings, which actually didn't feel good. Or they they made it mean that I was blaming them and they got defensive or whatever it was, right? Because yeah. Alex is really able to be with emotion. Um, and because I can like feel how much he cares when I share something and he asks what I need or, you know, it's like, there's this, um, yeah, there's just this like connection, which is like pretty much always the thing that I, <laughs> you know, to me, I'm like, the thing underneath the thing is I just want to feel more connected. You just want to be seen. Yeah. You just yeah. want to be seen. Held, held, right? Like pull me in for a hug, get close. And, and it totally right. dissipates. And he would have no idea, right? If you didn't just like actually open to mm-hmm. share, right? He can tell like, oh, I don't know. Maybe something's off, right? But it is the most generous thing to be so vulnerable and let him feel your heart. Mm. And it really takes something. So I just, I so acknowledge you for that because I know like you've been practicing that since this contest started. Mm-hmm. Like that has been through and through. Yeah. And it allows him to show up for you and be the man that he can be. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And it, and it just creates so much safety because I think we both feel at this point, like there's, I I feel like there's nothing I couldn't say to him, like that there's nothing that isn't allowed to be said or shared in this space we've created, right? Doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable. Doesn't mean I'm not going to feel scared or have to like you know, push myself to express something or to be seen in something that feels edgy for me. Um, but yeah, there's a sense of safety that like, we've only been able to create through the experience of being in those moments. It's like, if we were avoiding those moments, there would, it would continue to feel really scary. And like, everything could fall apart if we started getting honest or vulnerable. Yeah. And like, Kaylin, you know this about me, but I think it's, I I mean, I think the majority of the people that listen to your podcast are women. uh, I think it's important for like women to hear, to know, cause likely many of them either have the experience of not this experience of men or their <laughs> current partners don't provide this experience is that it's actually possible regardless of what you've experienced or haven't. Um, because this wasn't who I was not only four months ago, but like Kaylin, when we met, right. It's like, why, right. It's like, you'd reach out and I'd be like, why are you talking to me? And there wasn't even any emotion. It was just like, why, what do you want? Right. It was, it was a very transactional type of relationship that I had with humans. So maybe not, if you were already my friend, maybe that wasn't the case, but if you were kind of on the outside or you're, you're a man that I'm not friends with or a woman that I'm not essentially in a relationship with, it was very transactional. And if you were in relationship with me, I don't, I don't not think that I couldn't be with emotion at all, but I think often emotion was triggering because I would hear it as like something was wrong with me or I did something wrong. And I felt like, and I think that's really common for men 
mm-hmm. because we don't have facility with like our own emotion. Like we don't, when I say to men that I work with, like, Hey, what is that? Where do you feel that in your body? Or what does that feel like? They're like, it feels like I'm pissed off. And I'm like, well, I don't, is that in your pancreas? Like, is that in your right elbow? We're just pissed off. land. <laughs> and, and so my work as a man and with men was to start to develop my own relationship to feelings and emotions. So actually they actually make sense. Right. Like, and that, and sometimes they just show up out of nowhere, right. They're not caused by literally anything. And then to see that, Hey, when people bring you their emotions and there's their feelings, I think there's two things. One is you can choose that you can be with it and recept it and it has nothing to do with you. And sometimes you can be with it and like let the impact be over there and it's still not even be about you mm. and, and i mean i'm reminded of like con- like things that you and i have had conflicts where you and i have had where you've been like you know really triggered or, or set off by something i've done or you know something i said or did and i didn't necessarily in all those moments like a like we didn't always agree right that you, i would have been wrong and you had been right but because the relationship was important, I was like willing to like put that down and just be with how you felt and meet you there. And still didn't have to be like, I didn't have to be wrong, right? We could, we could agree that the impact was there without me having to be like, I'm a shitty person or I did it wrong or I shouldn't say this or do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such an important piece uh, for, for anyone out there, you know? Uh, men or women just like, oh, we can actually just hold space and be with each other's emotions and, and allow and give approval. And then that is just that, that simple one thing is so healing. So yeah, I appreciate you calling that out. Uh, okay. I want to hear about the good stuff from Tulum. What should we know? What did you learn? What do you want to digest? I'm just going to like, let this be so (laughs) open-ended. I think the first thing we should act that's actually relevant for people is to, I don't think I've ever been with someone um, like so like open, honest and direct, like sexually where we- Hello, that's my friend. Um, <laughs> just gonna say. Okay. Right. And, and <laughs> um, I say this because this ties to what we were just talking about in the sense of like, um, people don't wanna hear feedback when it comes to sex and people don't wanna give feedback when it comes to sex. And how do you give feedback? And how do you even talk about it? Because we're also like insecure and have all these, shame stories and all these things. And I'm not implying that either one of us had like general feedback for each other. Um, But like, I don't think I've ever been in a space with another person where two people simply just showed up and told the other person like what they liked and what they wanted. Not necessarily like the first moment, the first time, but that process has expanded since we like chose, you know, to to generate that together. And, that's another like point of like, hey, it's actually had it go deeper and better um, and evolve. And I think that it's had it be more, all of our conversations get to be more fun because of that openness. Something that would have been like scary or confrontational has become like funny and playful. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And, and I, I say that because, right, we're thrown into Tulum where we're like in, not only are we like together, right? We'd spent days together before, but we're together for 12 days from morning to night, all day long. There's no breaks. There's no place that, you know, you might've been like, hey, she's like, I'm gonna go get a coffee. And I wasn't ready to like leave the room. So you have like a few minutes, but there was no like, hey, I'm gonna go take half a day for myself. That just wasn't a thing. Right. And, And we could have, right? Like I remember going into it, talking to a friend saying, you know, I might need, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be spending this long with someone, right? I might need to take some, to go take a walk by myself or take a break. And I was like, I feel totally confident that I can, I can ask for that, right? That's, we could have created that. The thing that surprised me the most was um, that uh, I didn't want that. I don't, like, there just didn't feel it felt so comfortable and so easy. It didn't feel at all like we had to be on with each other. Um, and through those really honest conversations, whether whether we're talking about in the context of sex or any other part of our relationship, um, we it, it just created so much intimacy that it felt really like easy and natural to spend that much time and you know I was like shocked that I didn't want to check out (laughs) at all and and that you know when we're going home and as I'm leaving to come back to LA we're both like really sad to be to you know to be saying goodbye to each other after Mm. weeks nonstop and traveling and 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 two weeks of uh, like everything right we like got thrown into um going to a wedding together um, waking up and going to bed together every night, having to figure out meals together, having to do travel together, having to navigate money together, um, having to navigate, like, are we lying by the pool all day? Are we going on a bed, right? All these things happened all at one time. And I, and I, I kind of said the sex thing because I think like that's often the, the most, un, those are like more uncomfortable than like, where are we going to have lunch? But all these things provided more and more space for, for communication, and communication so intimate. and mm-hmm. so simple. Um, and to the point, like, I just don't think we can skip over like the day that we had, which neither one of us had ever done psychedelics or mushrooms with a partner. And I think there were both. Oh we, and this was also in Mexico. We both had some nervousness about this. And I think our experience on psychedelics was like the, like the jackpot version of the whole, like the whole thing we were doing, like wrapped into one little explosion. Um, because it took us, it took us through like everything at, in like time travel mode, right? Like when you're on psychedelics, time doesn't exist. And we had, we went everywhere from like, um, not a, like her not understanding my birds only have two legs and how dumb they are. <laughs> <laughs> we had silly moments is what he's trying to say. We had, yeah, we had, we had really we silly had. moments where like nothing makes sense, right? And, you, and, and you're in that world to moments where like she's having these like lovingly peaceful conversations with herself and I'm thinking like my ego is being scraped out of my body and like we're both there for those things and we're sharing about them while we're on it to... This is, this is probably, um, this was, it's weird. I don't even know how you describe this. So we're sitting on a lounge chair 
and it's hot and I get up and I like lie where it was like a day bed and there's the pool around the day bed was like a foot foot of water so you could like kind of lie in it like a float spa and I'm hot so I go and I kind of just lie in this little you know foot of water and she ends up coming down and like sitting behind me and like basically holding my head and we're just lying there for a minute it's almost like if I was small, it would have been like, like how a little boy like lays in their mom's lap in like a pool. Obviously I don't fit in her lap. And she's holding me and all of a sudden I start to cry. Mm. And she kind of just holds me tighter and doesn't say anything. And I start crying more. And she's like, you know, there's people around. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I did not. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. You said that. And then I'm like, I and I did not, I mean, I was like, there, I was letting go of some stuff. Like I didn't care. And I like start, I mean, I was bawling in the pool, right? There's hotel guests around the bars, right? Like, and I'm just like, we're having this moment. She's just holding me. And at the end, I like when I, when it stops, I'm like, thank you like so much. Like I needed that for the last like few years. I've had this, like, I'm a man and I've been carrying around all this energy and all this weight from past relationships, from life, from COVID, from business, from everything. And, and had no like release for it. Like I can't, like I had nowhere to go to put that energy. Like I needed a woman who could actually hold that space. And I'd been like so craving this and desiring this release. And she was like, of course. And then she says something to the effect of like, I've been like waiting to be this for a man mm. to like hold this space. Um, and to think like how many, like how, like I had to let go, right? Now mushrooms helped, right? Like in that, but like I had to let go. I had to let go and she had to allow for like us to both have this experience that we've both been like wanting and and really needing. This was like a, a need. Um, mm -hmm. Well, and mushrooms, I think the thing I want to put in for, especially for anybody out there who like has never done a mushroom trip is that the way I think about the medicine is that it just, it just brings you back to your essence and to, to love. Like the, the simplest way to explain it is that. So it's like, none of this is contrived. It's just the highest expression of who each of you are and each of you is love. So I'm so present to how you got to like see the form of that, you know, in holding him. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was great. I mean, I couldn't see it. It, was, it probably was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> the experience. Um, you, felt it. you felt it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I but I, and I and I like really that was like a pivot. Like there were a lot of we had a lot of moments like versions of things like this. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, I I I didn't necessarily plan like the trip. I actually lost. I mean, you know this. Like I lost a family member when we were in Mexico and we were together. And mm. I mean, you're dating someone for like a month, right? And a family member that's 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 close to them passes away, and you're on this. Thing. And she then had to be with that. I had to be with that. Right. And it was, we had a lot of moments like this and I'm just so relationships could go so different 
if they were like intentionally driven and created the way this was for everyone. And it doesn't have to be like a contest or a thing, but there does have to be intentionality and there does have to be like directness and there does have to be awareness and there does have to be like, like, um, like bumpers to keep the ball in the lane because we're, we're like so hard to have that happen on our own or from like our automatics and all the things that kept getting like, that just kept showing up, whether it was our own emotions or our own fears or things like things going wrong. We thought we had like immigration stuff wrong. We thought like, how do we get back? Like we throw these things to somebody dying. We're able to be with all of it because of this foundation that, that got built right, right from almost unknowingly early on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Wow. Thank you so much um, for sharing that. Well, what would you, um, what would you like to share about what you see is ahead of you? Alex? (laughs) Or just, you know, how you're really, like you're, I'm clear you're so present right now. Like that is what your relationship is built on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are. And it's been really fun to let ourselves envision and get excited about what's possible, you know? And I think like Alex has really helped me with that too. Cause I, my, my fear sometimes would have me like cling to let's only be present, right? Like let's not let ourselves think too far past or get too excited. Um, and it's like so fun getting to, getting to be with someone who's like, just so up for playing with, you know, what's possible here and like letting us, um, create a shared vision, you know, of, of what, what could be and what we're committed to. Like we're going to name our kids, Toby and Roby. We're not. Um, but if you know, if you know that reference, uh, email Kaylin and she'll let it and you get a free session with Evan. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But in the immediate we have, uh, where we are just starting to really like connect with each other's families and, looking forward to spending the holidays together. And we just had my birthday weekend. And so it's, it's, yeah, it's like, it's just been so fun getting to, or choosing to, right. Like lean in to, um, yeah, to like everything that we can create together. Mm, Wow. (laughs) I can just feel the, um, there's so much possibility and there is so much clean energy here mm-hmm. and depth, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you want to say, Alex, about what's next and your desires and all of it? <laughs> Why are you guys looking at me like this? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> well, okay, I'm, because I'm, here's the I, thing. Everybody's going to want to know this. Like they, we I love can't her. see them. Um, oh my God. <laughs> um, what's next? I mean, we're, I, I don't know what to say otherwise than like we're creating like a life. Like we're creating like, like figuring out how to create a life like together. Um, and I don't think, you know, I don't think that has to just like the being intentional about like sex and all these things like that doesn't have to happen like today. Right. We don't have to have all the answers today. 
and we're like figuring it out and mapping it out and talking about it and you know clearly i we can't name our kids toby and roby um <laughs> but like, we're, we're figuring out all these things and we're having conversations about all these things and we can be i think we can be present where we are and be looking at like what we want to create so we're like headed in alignment with that um but i think that also includes um like figuring out we're in the process of figuring out how to help other people do what we did here because I tapped into something really powerful in the, in the, in what I created and everybody's not going to go create a contest. Like, look, you can, you'll find out how difficult it was and how it might, and how you might just cause yourself a lot of effort and work and it's expensive. Um, and, um, there's some magic here that can be replicated and, Evan working with women the way that she has, and I've worked like with men and women and what we're, we've done here, we've already mapped out like how we could actually take people through this process and like hold their hands and guide them and support them not only through the growth that they need to succeed in the experience, but to like help them create the experience so that the person that gets brought into it with them also succeeds and that there would be essentially like a, a handheld version of this on the other side where you get both of us kind of guiding you. I can imagine. 2022. Yeah, I can imagine. Y'all are going to get a lot of requests um, of, from people who are who just are so inspired by the possibility that you created. And um, and I think you're, the piece you said there about like, it's really, I mean, yes, there's a million different forms that this can take. And the real, real thing is like, how are you showing up to this? How are you like opening the energy field of possibility? And like, what is your desire in terms of what you want to create, which I can just think of no better two people to, uh, to be holding that. Mm-hmm. So um, if people are interested in whatever, you know, this, this thing is that's coming that you are feeling into and coming up with, um, how should they get in touch? Yeah, I would say, um, definitely follow along on our Instagrams. That's where we, where we mostly hang out. And I'm sure that'll be the first place we're sharing, but if there's, if there's desire, if you're like curious, if you're like, I, I need to be the first person to know when this, when this is available, um, DM us, right? Yeah. That's easy and, by DM and, us. And yeah. let's, let's just connect. We've, we've already had a few people like, I want in when this thing launches. So we're yeah. like, it's going to be happening in 2022. And there's going to be a limited number of opportunities to start. So if you want in, you know, Evan at Evan Rose or at Inspirational Alex and just DM us and be like, I want in and we'll like keep you in the loop and We'll let you know. I mean, I were this something really cool is going to get announced in the in the early 2022. So, yes. I mean, let's be clear. I would have been the very first one uh, if I had not uh, met my man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe you two will come and support the experience because we're, there's. It's not like just us two know everything or do everything. So it's going to be a full experience. It's like a full ride, full experience that we're going to create for people, and it won't be for like one person. It'll be. Yeah. For multiple people. Love, love, love. Um, and is there anything in your personal businesses um, that you want to share that's uh, that's coming up? Um, yeah, I have a um, I have a free three day video series right now on self worth, on worthiness, which to me has been like so foundational to to everything that I've been able to step. Oh. 
do in my love life and just my life in general. Right. Yeah. Um, and I would love for anyone who's, who's wanting to deepen their sense of worthiness, self-love, right. Creating that, that space to be able to invite someone else in, in a really powerful way, um, to check that out. And yeah, uh, you know, as always, I think we're just, we're so here for people who are wanting growth and expansion and transformation and, and love in all the ways in their lives. So just always so happy to connect, um, to connect with anyone who feels called. And if anybody wants me to work with their men, just shoot me an email, <laughs> you know, go to uh, the dreammason.com and, uh, you know, I will, I will gener I will, uh, like gift you free time to, uh, to talk about your men or whoever those people are in your life that you feel like I could help. <laughs> Take him up on that. Um, amazing. Well, friends, oh my gosh, I'm just going to take you in here. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your love and your possibility with me today. And my listeners, it is, uh, it's so moving to be in the presence of love like this. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Kaylin. This was, this was a really, really special experience. Mm. Um, and I'm so grateful to you. We, I don't think we would be sitting here right now if it weren't for you quite literally. So love you the most. Oh my God. You apparently you weren't my buddy. You were like my, you were my unknown matchmaker in the future. Future matchmaker. <laughs> okay. Well, love you all. And you. Uh, bye everybody. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.